This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern. I'm David and I'm joined this evening by Matt. How are we doing? You're good. Really well, really, really well, actually. It's been a it's been a fantastic uh, week, I guess, in the land of Sky Blues. Um, Obviously, we couldn't ever go without anything happening off the pitch, (laughs) uh, which we'll cover a bit later on, Matt. But on the pitch, seemingly all going well. Yeah, you can't complain. Um, we obviously had, I guess, you wouldn't even call it a mini blip, but, you know, those two games uh, last week where, you know, we didn't quite maybe get the points we'd expect against two, you know, newly promoted teams, but but difficult teams to play against as well and two teams that have done well this season. And, um, you know, maybe there were a few people who, again, who are a little bit nervous on the back of those two games after what have been a great run, but... Obviously, I think we've we, we've well and truly hopefully put that to, to bed over the last two games again. Yeah, exactly. In this episode, we're obviously going to cover the emphatic wins against Blackburn and Watford, as well as preview Wigan, which is coming up on Tuesday night. And then the last fixture we'll have before the World Cup break, and that's QPR at home. Um, so let's kick off around Tuesday. Um Blackburn Rovers how was you feeling going into this one given like you said the the recent results yeah it was uh, a bit of a tricky one to call obviously as we say those two games previously against Rotherham and Blackpool hadn't been the best performances as well Um, you know we were probably hoping to pick up at least four points from those two games didn't quite work out how we'd uh, we'd expected and obviously we are still, we, we obviously had that hope, didn't we? That that faint hope a few weeks ago that the squad was coming back together. Yeah. We were getting O'Hare, we were getting those injuries back into the squad. And then that's kind of completely gone out the window when we've, we've had those illnesses um, and a few more injuries coming into the game as well. And you have to respect, I know there's been a bit of talk about Blackburn maybe not being 
quite the team that their league position su- suggests, which, you know, might be fair, but you still have to respect the fact that they have been up there yeah, and thereabouts the whole season. Yeah. So, you know, you can't take that lightly. So it was a what I, what I saw being a, a tricky game going in, especially with that uncertainty around, you know, what are starting 11s going to look like at the moment because there isn't really I think that's been a common theme for us uh, over the over the last few weeks the common theme has been there has been no common theme in terms of the starting 11 which is really tricky think about when we got into to spells a good form over the last two seasons it's really probably largely been down to that consistency with the sides and that really probably suggests or, or shows how impressive the form has been in recent weeks because we haven't been able to have that consistency in our starting 11. Yeah, you alluded to the sickness there, Matt, and mm. um, McFadseen seemingly was keen to play in in, in good old yeah. McFadseen fashion, but told <laughs> that he probably shouldn't with a temperature. Um, <laughs> that meant that um, Michael Rose, Josh Eccles, and Jokerez, um after our strikeless eleven from the from the previous fixture, I think, came yeah. back into the to the fold. Um, obviously, McFadseen a, a bit of a blow, but mm. comfortable with that team. Um, Eccles possibly a worry going up against um you know probably one of the or or we're told the players of of, of the championship <laughs> yeah it, it is you know Eccles has shown some great moments for us this season and and obviously he's a player that we've had to lean on more because of the fact that we haven't really had the opportunity to bring in as many as we we would have liked in the summer and you know he, he certainly has had um good moments this season but he is also we've still got to remember a young player and, and somebody's got to find his feet at this level so um yeah certainly a concern there a concern with as you say with missing fads at the back you know he's one of those kind of invokes that image of Terry Butcher just wanting to to strap himself up and go back out in in the second half kind of play you'd assume he'd want to play um you know with an arm hanging off or or whatever the circumstances <laughs> yeah. but at a certain point you know the the coaching staff have got to come in and, and save a player from himself so you know obviously the right decision if he if he isn't well enough to play but a concern for uh, for that back three obviously it was um good seeing us have Giocarez start again you know we um we had go gone for that you know false nine whatever you want to call it option against Black what did Boys. you make of that false I, nine? I, I mean I, I just think it, it was basically caused by the fact of, of injuries, you know, we, yeah. um, well, not so much injuries, but the illnesses that had uh, obviously gone and gone on that week, you know, I think people were surprised because we hadn't really heard too much about the illnesses that had that obviously taken place. And I'm sure, sure for good reason, but for, uh, for the fans, it then came as a bit of a shock when you see we're, we're starting without strikers. And I don't think it was a, a tactical, you know, moment of um, genius or whatever you might want to call it from uh, Robbins trying to go that. in that game. No, exactly. Yeah, it didn't work <laughs> out that way if it was. Um, but I, I just think it was forced upon us. You know, you, you looked at the bench as well. And, you know, I, I know we've obviously like talked about the fact. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, even with Tavares not being on the bench and you kind of think, well, he, he obviously isn't maybe ready to throw Tavares in as a striker at the moment to to start games, but I'm sure he would have had more of an involvement in an extreme situation like that if if the option would have been there. So I think it was forced upon us. And obviously it was good to see Gokarez back because one of the, the obviously massively positive things for us is the fact that um, while we have got a lot of striker injuries at the moment, Gokarez is for me, probably the best striker in the league to play by himself up front and lead that line, cause, you know, two, three defenders problems by himself and bring players into the fold. We're obviously seeing 
you know, in particular, Jamie Allen score, score, score goals at the minute. I think a lot of that will be down to the opportunities that are being created by... Um, him occupying space and, and exactly. players. Yeah, yeah he, just, he does it so he well. He so. players out of the game, doesn't he? And, yeah. And they do generally have to have two up against him. I think you see how how highly rated he is amongst championship managers. Uh, <clears throat> I think they are accounting for his presence a lot in their in their tactics, in their team sheets. And it obviously is going to create space around the pitch, let alone from what he actually does on the pitch as well. So uh, fantastic to see him back. Obviously, that's a massive thing for us. Another one, obviously, bit maybe a bit um, harsh on Palmer to, to not start after having some really bright moments in the Blackpool game himself. But uh, yeah, an interesting one again from, from the perspective of the starting lineup. Yeah, it was it was not known actually, was it? I mean, we haven't talked about that, and we will touch yeah. on it a, a bit later on. But again, it seemed that the club had to come out and say that this fixture will actually go ahead at yeah. the CBS, <laughs> which was, you know, is is great, isn't it? Weekly weekly updates of whether you can play or not at the ground that you've got a ten year um, contract and lease on. But thus is the merry go round that is Coventry City Football Club um, and the CBS Arena. Um, kicking off though, it was it was great. Wasn't it? We, we started really brightly not to you know we didn't look shell-shocked perhaps yeah. that we were against like but likes of Burnley I thought against Burnley we looked quite negative um mm. but but not at all here um we had Jokeres who had a um a parried effort and and then again um from a corner which which looked like perhaps a, a high foot or a, a tug back and you know mm. we've seen penalties like that given in the past yeah absolutely I mean it, it realistically it was a penalty there's a definite tug back whether you want to say if Jokrez has maybe made the most of it or not I think it's one of those you kind of hoping to lean on the uh the linesman or referee's assistant however you want to say it um because looking at the ref's position you can understand maybe why it's quite difficult for him to see he's got he's on the edge of the box he's got a few people that he's going to have to see through to be able to to see the incident and he's the wrong side yeah. of Jokerez as well. So I can kind of understand it from the referee's perspective, but it's one of those that looks, you know, the camera angle where you're looking at it, it should be roughly where the the um the the assistant is looking at it as well. And, and you're kind of thinking it's it's quite obvious from that side of the pitch. So disappointing that he hasn't seen it because I think ultimately it's uh, you know it is a penalty, whatever way you look at it it's a clear pullback and it it's apparently it's one of those you probably don't want to give because it's it's a bit of a silly one to give away but you know realistically it is a penalty yeah and we'll obviously go on to it but interestingly enough mm. seemingly you know a, a, quite a rash decision mm. to make a red card you know which it yeah. almost contradicts what we're, we're saying there about yeah. about him do you know what I mean if he's yeah. making rest and like that but you know as the game goes on I guess maybe he got more he grew in confidence and got, <laughs> got more uh braver but um we switched off in the defense um mm. once or twice which you know it, it we're going to talk about all the games but now eight is it eight clean sheets and 11 is that yeah. is that correct and i yeah, just think you know it's for for what looks like a very young um fairly new um yes you've got the the regular st- stalwart there of mcfadseen but for for a fairly young and new put together um s- sort of center back and 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 back five partnership it, it's mm. it's pretty impressive isn't it it's it's staggering to be honest with you if you think about um you know, maybe some of the uncertainty that we've had over the over the recent weeks. Um, if you'd gone back to you know, before, I think it was that Luton game was the last time we conceded a goal away from home, which again in itself is, 
is yeah. quite straggler. And if you'd at, at that point of the season said we would we would be talking about, you know, going five games in a row away from home without conceding. And as you say, overall, eight out of the 11 clean sheets at that point, I just, there's absolutely no way I would have believed that. And again, you've had that um, instability in defence as well with, with the fact of... The illnesses, um, yeah. Exactly. The illnesses affected the back line. You know, Dabo's been injured as well. So we've yeah. had to bring people in uh, on both sides. We, we've obviously seen Burroughs and I know we'll... we'll um, go on to the Watford game a bit later on, but we, we've seen him have to come in as well. And and now obviously Eccles is kind of starting regularly. And, and you'd kind of said from that Luton game, if you'd, you'd kind of said what would have happened in terms of the illnesses and the and the industry in, injuries as well over the last few weeks, you'd have thought, God, it's going to surely would have been a massacre at the back, but uh, completely the opposite. And um, yeah, it, it's been an, a fantastic turnaround from, from that defence. Yeah, you you spoke there about Eccles, and um, mm. obviously we got the breakthrough on on the night um, through mm. through him. Really, he he beat his man, um, crossed low, and and captain on the night, Jamie Allen um, popped it in the net. Um, great from Eccles to start off with. Um, yeah, and then Allen, how how much has he impressed you this season? And did you see him perhaps stepping up? We've always known what you're going to get with with Jamie Allen. I, I think I, I'll put my head on the block and say I've never I've not always been his biggest fan but yeah you've got to say that he's um you know he, he's he's totally you know took it to another level again this season mm-hmm. you're getting both that consistency and tenacity you know tenacity but, mm-hmm. but also now these these are moments of quality yeah he's one of those players i remember uh a pod last season kind of saying when we were struggling for goals maybe and you know that those moments where yokerez and godden weren't um you know, maybe scoring as many as they had done throughout yeah. the season. And we were really struggling at that point because we weren't getting any goals out of midfield. And we were kind of, I remember talking about it and we were looking at where we thought those goals might come in. And Alan was the one that I'd kind of said, I, I, I do see him having the ability to, um, to finish an opportunity when it comes his way, but he just wasn't seemingly showing it at that point because there were opportunities coming his way and, and he was struggling, as was O'Hare, obviously, at the time, and, um, and maybe Hamer as well was scoring goals. So it's fantastic to see him get these goals now because he is always a midfielder that you know is going to... Um, He's going to work hard. He's going to break up play. Yeah. He's going to. He's got that engine so you know he can get up and down the pitch. I, I think I saw one of the Watford fans describe him positively as a rat on Twitter this weekend <laughs> after the game because yeah. uh, because of his performance and again they were they were trying to make it sound positive because he's just got that engine he gets around he makes himself uh, a nuisance he breaks up play and uh, and obviously now if you can add goals to that it's um, it makes him undroppable in that midfield area so even you know again we talked about the fact that we've lost Liam Kelly you know there's no way at the moment even if Kelly was um, fit and healthy, he could he could be taking the place of Allen. And the other side, you talk about obviously the fact that we've got O'Hare back and we've got Palmer looking really, um, you know, look, looking quality when he plays as well. But again, Allen is kind of saying you you can't drop me. So you've kind of yeah. you've, you've and he got, got the captain's armband as well, exactly. which is always a good you know a big a big sign, isn't it? Yeah, it shows the confidence that we've got in him. So you're kind of at a point now where you say it's probably Sheaf and Allen who are saying in that midfield, they're the ones who are who are making themselves undroppable realistically. Yeah. So um fantastic for him to see to for, for him to get the goals to back up the other qualities that he brings to the game. And just obviously following up, you mentioned about Eccles. I think the thing that really stood out for me with the goal, he, he actually 
ball comes out wide to him. You see him shape up to cross first time, which absolutely was not the right thing to do. There were mm. seven Blackburn defenders against, um, I think, Allen and, and maybe Gokarez, obviously, in the box. It would, ju- would have just been one of those moments, again, you throw the ball into the box and it probably gets cleared. And I it was actually really impressed to see him have that moment of composure to, to look up see that it's not the right moment to to cross the ball, take a touch, get a little bit closer to the byline and actually thread a pass into to a player. And still, when he plays the ball, there, are, there aren't really too many other options still from a Coventry perspective in the box, but he actually threads the ball across the defence. Maybe it takes a little deflection as well, but I don't think it changes the path of, of the cross um, and finds the run of Allen. So um, really good finish from Allen still, but... Really impressed with with what Eccles did there in terms of the the setup play. Yes, it's a great great finish, and um, yeah, I just don't think they're expecting runners like that to be to be coming through. They they just seem quite frozen and quite uh, fixed. Blackburn in defence at, at times. Um, yeah. Wilson called called into action a few times as well. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, keeping clean sheets for fun. Um, do you think the confidence levels amongst the sort of SBA, the you know the, the supporters, um, have grown in in recent weeks? I mean, they had to have really. They, they have to, yeah. As you say, these he's alongside the defence. Obviously, it's not all down to him, but there can't be, um, you know, you can't come off the back of five consecutive away clean sheets and uh, and eight clean sheets out of eleven overall and say. Um, you know, you haven't got a, a quality goalkeeper on your hands there. And, you, and as you say, there were, there were plenty of people who maybe didn't have that full level of confidence in him. And I, I, I could probably put my hand up um, and admit to being a little bit concerned when um, when Moore went out after those, you know, three first games where obviously he made those three mistakes. I'm a massive fan of Moore. I think I made him my player of the season last season. I thought he was so important for us. And I just looked at Wilson as a really good backup championship goalkeeper but yeah. I would have concerns about him being a starter um, in the championship and you know I can put my hands up and say that's that's completely gone out the window obviously we've seen a couple of moments from him over the last few weeks where maybe it hasn't been the best but you take yeah. those into consideration across you know the the last 11 games and, and beyond that he has played and you think well realistically you know it what he's done well has massively outweighed those the, those issues. We can see to, to hear what you thought because obviously you say um, you know the fans that maybe was that little bit of a lack of confidence. But I know we've always on on this channel been quite um, quite big supporters of Wilson, haven't we? Yeah, um, financially, I guess uh, as, <laughs> as we sponsor. Um, but I think also uh, Mark Robbins came out, didn't he? Interestingly enough, and said that he'd done a lot of work with Alid that he'd put into practice, and he was yeah. really pleased to see that. So they were obviously having conversations around maybe commanding of the box, and um, you know, and, and, and other parts. I think there's still some. Um, way to go in terms of distribution. I know a lot will feel the same, but from mm-hmm. a shot stopping point of view, you know, he turned a few around the post yesterday. Um, I definitely think he's come out of his box um, a lot better. And, you know, you can't keep chopping and changing a goalkeeper because your back three or, you know, five need to know that they can turn around and roll that ball back and that they've got that solidness behind them. Um, so Mark Robbins has done the right thing to keep sticking um, mm. by him. And, and I think, you know, and it's, it's, you know, he's proved it and he, and he's, mm. um, I've, I, I agree, you know, I always still have those little 
reservations about him coming to claim balls sometimes. Yeah. But in recent weeks, what he has shown is he's very, very quick off his line. I think he was unlucky. Um, the one where it sort of clipped him and, and they went round. I think some people were saying that he was at fault for some of the goals, maybe positionally. But yeah, yeah, he's been off his line really quick. He's been smothering balls. Um, he's probably the best keeper I've ever seen at wasting time. Um, <laughs> and although he picks up a book in probably, you know, he was, if we ever go one and up, he's probably a shoo-in for an in-play bet of... of comes into his own in those situations, yeah, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, and he did again yesterday. But no, you know, he's he offers, he offers, offers a lot, um, you know, both on the pitch and, and you can tell that his attitude and, and his, his, his sort of gen, general how he is, is, is also mm. a great um, lift in the changing rooms. And I think it's great that, he can play a role now that's, you know, a, a full playing role. Whereas we sort of heard before that he was the sort of, you know, bit of a class clown, I guess, in the changing yeah. rooms and, and and there as a, as a, a sort of morale uh, booster, if that makes <laughs> sense. So it's nice to be able to see that Emmy actually supporting the team, you know, on the pitch and, and, and that. Yeah, Jamie good. Allen had, sorry, go on. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think we, we would all see it in social media as well. He was always kind of showcasing that, um, you know, that, uh, that cheeky side to his personality that I guess that's maybe another thing as well in, in the back of my head which you know obviously it's nice to see and you like to see the players who um, who have got that personality in the change room but also with a goalkeeper you see it sometimes they've got that little kind of that side to them that little mad side to them and you kind of worry even though you know we've seen on many occasions yeah. his shot stopping ability you do worry then is he going to you know, maybe be a little bit eccentric and a little bit all over the place with the with the technical side of things and with doing the the basics. But um, as you say, there's there's still work to be done there. But he's um, he's, he's certainly improving. Which uh, you know, if he can nail that down completely, then he's he's going to be a fantastic keeper in the future. Yeah, and a, and a great you know, it's probably the position that I feel like we've got a lot you know most depth in, especially mm. probably at this moment in time. Really, uh, yeah. you know, you don't know how more react to to obviously his first couple of games, but you'd you'd like to think now there's enough more than enough time that's gone mm. past, if that makes sense. So that if that does mean that he has to come in at some point, that he'll be fully ready. Um, just to go back, you know, back to the the, the game. Jamie Allen um, had a, a chance, didn't he? Right, sort of at the death, um, yeah. and he was he was denied. Probably didn't need to take a touch. Probably, you know, first time maybe someone like Godden or something would have probably yeah. took that first time. Um, but like you say, it's great that he's. It, it was probably his engine that got him there and got him in the position to to actually you know have a chance in in the first place. But what we did see from that break. Um, was Vic and the way that mm. he offers us that ball carrying ability where he holds it up, turns a man, and he just seems to just steamroll into towards the box and and you know picking a pass, which he doesn't always do, but he has started to do that a little bit more. Yeah, we probably saw in that moment, you know, eighty to ninety percent of everything that that Giocares offers, um, and is and is so good at, and is why he's so highly rated and why he's getting so much praise across the league from from uh, you know opposition managers opposition fans we we saw a lot of that evidence in that in that one move because he's obviously quick to react to a slightly bad touch from a blackburn player uh, he shows great pace to get there to to nick the ball away he shows good strength to to obviously hold the, the 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 blackburn player off technical ability to be able to run at the ball with pace taking it from inside our own half right to the box 
and then that composure to look up as you say that may you know maybe in previous seasons as well this is an area where he's developed because you probably would be thinking he'd he'd take a shot on there but he does have that composure to look up sees that somebody's in a better position and then again the technical ability to to find the pass across to Allen and it was one of those um you know, one of those passages of play where you see he's really shown there why he is so highly rated, why he's, you know, one of the best strikers we've had at this club for a number of years, even since um, we've, you know, we've had some really good strikers in the even 20, 21 years since we've been outside of the Premier League. When you think of some of the names of, of, of strikers that have, you know, graced our side and gone on to do bigger and better things, maybe, yeah. or, um, you, you know, now playing Premier League football and, um, and he's right up there for me at the minute in terms of kind of what he's doing and showing what he can do on a football field. And, you know, he's he, he's got a decent number of goals. He hasn't blown as away maybe as he did the same point last season with the number of goals that, that he's got. But I think because of what he's done in the past, it's not, you always have that thing with strikers where it, it, it's got to be, you know, when they're, when they're first in your club, you want to see him score 10, 15, 20 goals within their yeah. first 20 games of the season and and kind of he's done enough now to kind of um you know he doesn't need to blow us away with goals for us to say what a good player he is it's yeah. not all about goals with his game and it, obviously he's still scoring enough goals to um to, to not face that criticism on that side of the pitch but he's he's earned himself that opportunity to you know have people really appreciate what else he does other than scoring goals so when you have a game like Blackburn where we win, you know, one nil and he's not the person who's scoring goals, you can still come away from it and say, what a fantastic performance, what an amazing, um, you know, asset to have at the club in terms of what he can offer us as a lone striker and the, the problems that he causes those defenders. And yeah, I think largely that was evidenced in, in that one passage of play. And as you say, probably agree, you know, for, for the praise that we've given Alan, he probably could take that on first time yeah. and, and maybe it puts the game to bed, but um but but no, fantastic bit of play from from Giocres, as we say. So you know, great result, Matt. Um, at home, you know, I think a lot of people going into that, perhaps after the, the fixtures before, were were quite worried. But you know, came through it, um, an absolutely incredible performance, really. Um, three important points. Um, yeah. Who was your your man of the match on the night? Um, I think there were quite a few people who you Definitely. could um, yeah. you could say were up there. I'd probably the the two that I, I would have put it between um, would have been Alan and Sheaf for me. Alan again showing that engine, kind of getting around the pitch, you know, making those runs into the box, but breaking up play. But I probably would just nudge it towards Sheaf um, for this one, just for his all round game. Again, I think people are really this season, especially starting to see that that quality he brings to the side with his ability on the ball, but also what he does um, outside of that. And we're talking a lot about, obviously, you know, these clean sheets. And I think Sheaf is almost as important as anybody else in regards to those clean sheets, because, you know, he's really doing such a good job of um, stewarding that back line and, and obviously breaking up play before it gets to that final level of defence. So, um, I think that was evidenced as much in this game as we've probably seen all season so far. And uh, and again, great moments of quality when he gets his foot on the ball as well, which 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 is a bonus. So I'd I'd probably just lean it towards Sheaf. Absolutely agree with with Sheaf this season. He's been absolutely incredible. Um, I think he, he seems to have more confidence on the ball now. I think 
a lot of the times it felt that he used to rush things. He didn't mm. always want to hold on to the ball, but now he does carry it. Um, and you twin that with the fact that he reads the game just absolutely, you know, as good as anyone um, yeah. on the pitch. And he breaks the balls down. Um, and like you say, he's almost a one man. Don't That's not to, do, you know, to take mm. away from the, what, you know, um, Alan would do and even Palmer defensively but he, he's kind of like a one man you know you only really do have one defensive midfielder but he, he does give you a bit of an all-rounded um, game so I, I agree I think I think she's been absolutely incredible and, and was against Blackburn but for me I'd probably say Panzo um, okay. on the night he he was just I think he was phenomenal really um, he is he's grown into you know, I had the reservations about some of his distribution, um, especially at Sunderland. Um, there was yeah. a couple of times he gave the ball away, and that was an early, you know, oh, early game. It was the first game of the season, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, for me a bit worrying, but you couldn't doubt his sort of defensive ability. He read the game well, um, you know, tall, got to headers, um, very quick, very athletic, uh, just his distribution, but even that seems to have improved and I, I think on the night he was um absolutely fantastic and it, it, who knows I don't think it's someone that we're going to be able to get on a long-term deal but then again is he ever going to be ready or in Nottingham Forest's eye ready for the premiership probably not um so who knows there might be a chance of, of him leaving and and us being the first ones that can snap him up but I thought he was great agree with Sheaf um, yeah. I thought Hamer until he got injured um, was yeah. great again he, he's always himself he almost goes under the radar now because you know what you're going to get with with Gus um, but yeah for me Panzo and, and for yourself uh, Ben Sheaf You're listening to Sky Blues Extra Sky Blues travelled to Vicarage Road on Saturday to take on the newly relegated Watford I think everyone was a little bit worried going into this game regardless um, any sort of new relegated from the from the premiership Matt um but they've not you know they've not achieved massive things this season um and perhaps there was a glimmer of hope going into the game what what did you think yeah I, I think it's been similar for all of the, the the relegated sides none of them have really obviously I know Burnley are um sitting at the top of the table but I don't think any of them have really um you know kind of shown that they're 100% necessarily going to go straight back up. Um, and I certainly would agree with that for Watford. They've been very up and down. There's been patches of uh, good spells. I know they came into this game on the back of um, three wins, but then they've also had periods of, you know, two, three games of, uh, you, you know, where they haven't won. And yeah, yeah I don't think Norwich, away to but... Millwall, you know, exactly. when, when we've played Millwall, it, it, that shows a few signs, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Defensively, they looked, you know, especially in that first half, I think it was 3-0 at half time in that game and Millwall have pretty much just cruised in from there and it was defensively really quite um, a poor performance. They're just one of those teams that it just doesn't, I don't know, um, they've obviously got really talented players there, but it just doesn't look like they 100% um, completely gel. So you kind of think that there are certainly going to be opportunities. Having said that, I was concerned going into this game um, because of the fact that they do have, you know, those those fantastic um, players or, you know, players of, of real quality in there. And it may be a little bit of a different prospect to us. You know, we've played a few games against teams who maybe are a bit more direct, um, maybe have have a bit more of a, you know, a target man approach to, you know, to, to how they... Um, 
how they approach the game and Watford are completely different. They generally will have those three attacking midfielders running at a back line. You kind of think it was going to be important for Sheaf to have a good game, but they're also going to be, you know, moments where where obviously they're going to have um really talented ball playing attacking midfielders run at that that back line. You thought um that's probably not Fads's most um I don't know. It's not the area where he generally shines as yeah. a defender. You kind of like that. And and maybe the likes of Panzo and Rose as well. You know, if we can keep the ball in front of them and and obviously deal with things that way, that, that's probably where they're in their element. So uh, there were certainly areas of concern, but definitely, as you say, an opportunity for, for a side that have come down from the Premier League, but maybe aren't, um, you know, certainly aren't guaranteed to go straight back up. Yeah, I agree. I was looking at Twitter back and um, mm. one of their fans said, um, I think their tweet said, back to our lacklustre selves, um, although thought Coventry were excellent, um, just proves a well-organised team who wants to win a game will always be a team of superstars who can't be bothered. Mm. It, bit unfair, I think, but I, at the same <laughs> time, I, I d- it did kind of have that air of it, you know, where it was mm. just going to be that a team would just outgun another team through sheer effort, determination, want to win. Um, mm. And they are, you know, they are a team of of superstars that would have been used to playing, you know, the likes of Ronaldo and and that that sort of, you know, now sort of back in the championship. Uh, just yeah. about yesterday, like a few of them just didn't want it. Do, do you know what I mean? As much as, you know, they wouldn't always chase down balls. Um, they were happy for us to have the ball at times, I think. Um, mm. uh, and we were, you know, other teams perhaps aren't confident enough to put their foot on the ball, whereas whereas we are, and and by backing off, it actually you know gave us lots of lots of time. Hence, hence I think, the way that we, uh, yeah, I think I think one of the things that probably um, you know at the start of the season for sure as well, uh, you know maybe there was a little element of arrogance from from certain players within their ranks who thought what am I doing playing in championship at championship level? You know, maybe thought they were above this level and, and, yeah. and maybe that led and to And we're looking for ways out. I think some people thought that yeah. they would be coming got. Um, you'd have to say, I mean, you know, I'd probably even rule him out. He didn't look like it yesterday, but Saar, you, you know, I think a lot of people would have thought that people would have come and, and, and rescued him almost. Um, and, and you could say the same for a few others, couldn't you? But you look at Saar and you, you kind of, again, you, you think about certain players there. Saar's been there for... He has been there for four seasons now, gone through a couple of relegations and stayed there in the championship as well. So maybe it does show you sometimes we look at these players who play in the Premier League and we kind of think they are superstars on on that basis. But then, you know, this is now two relegations, two seasons. Again, he's into a second season in the championship. So he's gone through a few windows as a championship player now where I'm sure probably there's interest in him, but there hasn't been enough interest to to kind of say, well, we're willing to pay whatever it is that Watford might have wanted to to kind of, you know, pull him away from from their side. So, um, you know, maybe there is that um, element with some of these players. I, I think they were certainly towards the start of the season, maybe there was a bit of overconfidence, maybe thinking, you know, they shouldn't be playing at this level. Um, but it's, it seemed as if they'd turned the corner a little bit under Billick and you kind of think he's the kind of manager who um, I think, you know, their fans 
uh, we're, we're quite pleased to see him come in because he's the kind of manager you kind of think is going to come in and he's not going to accept that from his players. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of going to say, if he's got anybody with that attitude, then it's either going to be knocked out of them very quickly or they're going to be out of the side and, and he'll bring in the players who are obviously, you know, for the battle of, of where they are, not where they expect to be. So that's probably what concerned me because since he's come in, certainly the form has, has turned around. They've, they've won, they had won the previous three games coming into this one. And um, and I, and I thought maybe was in some areas where they would be have been earlier in the season a little bit more overconfident that that seems to have gone from their side. But, um, but yeah, it didn't work out too bad in the end, did it? Uh, exactly. And um, three changes from Robbins. Um, Fads back in, um, mm-hmm. probably still unwell, but you know probably wouldn't take no for an answer <laughs> so he, he lined up um nice to see Casey Palmer uh back in the fold um but obviously the biggest surprise for everyone was 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 Burrows um mm. who who as we said um I think everyone was a little bit worried about how he perhaps be against Saar but mm. interestingly what, what, why, why did you think Robbins made that decision do, do you think perhaps Bidwell um was was unwell or do you think it, it was a tactical? Uh, yeah, I, I think there must have been something um, bigger for him to make that decision in this game, to be honest with you, because while I've, I'm sure he's got confidence in all of his players and those young players, you would have felt this didn't feel like the right game to to have him thrown in from the start, for sure. Um, and Bidwell has performed well this season. He is obviously an experienced player. You kind of think... Um, he would really wanted to have leaned on that in a, in a game against, obviously, it's like that has been relegated from the Premier League and, and obviously does have that quality and, and a few big names in there. So I think there's there's obviously probably something there. I know that Robbins, obviously, he will say that he, he is keen to rest players who have gone through a lot of games. And I know that we obviously have gone through a lot of games recently and, and very quick turnarounds, you know, Tuesday, Saturday or Wednesday, Saturday, pretty much every week for the last month pretty much so I'm sure he is he's obviously keen to take any opportunities that he sees to give players a rest and um and obviously have them um you know back to 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 full fitness for for another stretch of games but I just don't think he would have done that in that situation had it not been for for maybe something else going on behind the scenes personally I don't know how you feel but um but yeah I think there there might have been something a, a, a bit more behind that that decision yeah, I'm desperately scrolling through to try and see if I can um, see any inkling or reason why. Yeah, I haven't Carl, seen. That's the thing. Just, you do not, he's not come back this. out and said, oh, you know, he, he he sat in for us and did, you know, and, and was asked to do a job. But obviously he found out Friday that he was going to be in the yeah. squad. So it wasn't like a, la- a last minute admission. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't as if someone had gone down in um, the warm up or, in or anything and yeah. like that. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can only, I just, I don't know really. Um, but I suppose it doesn't really matter. I think we'll probably talk about it more. But what's got to be said is it, he was phenomenal. He was absolutely mm. incredible. Um, yeah. And and perhaps you know you could argue that he was the right, you know, the the pace um, because he did, he did have. Um, I can't remember the chap that he was up against, but he he also then had Saar when he moved over to the right hand side. Um, it was. It was just, you know, his his pace and, mm. t- you know, his concentration on the job. Um, he, he nullified a lot of of what what came down both wings really. And um, it, it's got to be said that 
it, it's great you know there we all are wishing um wishing really for someone to to go into you know to come out of the transfer market i think wasn't we mm. um for that depth and for that backup and you know who knew that we we had someone that was had it all along all along yeah right right under our own <laughs> noses um when you think back around wing backs i was going to ask you this before we, we we go on and continue about watford is where where do you sort of rank our our wing backs in perhaps the last couple of years that we've had with who we've got at the moment and it's a bit of a curveball i guess but <laughs> we, we've obviously had mccallum um yeah we've had ryan giles Mm. Um, we had Da Costa. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the current sort of group. It, where where would like a, a sort of Jack Burrows sort of fe- feature for you? I guess um, we could only really talk about, I suppose, his display yesterday. But yeah, where, yeah, where does you know, in terms of like inspiring confidence and stuff, where does he kind of fit? It, does he does he sort of match a, a sort of bid well or? Would you would you still you know if you were writing the team sheet be sort of in that camp? Yeah, yeah. Well, if we as you say, we probably can only go on the Watford game if we if we go off that, then he's he's pretty much the the top of the bunch that we've had over the last few years. But yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those you kind of if you look at where we've been the last few seasons, you obviously for us as a club coming kind of back up to the championship level, you you're always looking for those incremental increases you're looking for those incremental improvements across the pitch and we've probably seen it certainly seen it on certain areas of the pitch and you could probably say the wing backs maybe aren't an area where we have massively improved overall you know you think as you say you mentioned some of the names that we've had over recent years and we probably haven't massively stepped forward in terms of saying you know we've nailed down that position um uh, in terms of kind of strength in depth so there, there's a slight worry there but obviously where there's an opportunity and, and one of the things that is important for us something that we've obviously leaned on heavily over the last few years is bringing young players through um and, and we've done really well probably from a financial point of view more than anything yeah. um in bringing young players through always having that crop of you know two three players who you you really look at and think you know they're going to uh, hopefully have a good few years for us, but probably realistically also going to bring in a decent transfer fee and give us that opportunity to, you know, maybe sign two or three players on the back of what we get for them. So yeah, it's probably a little bit frustrating that we maybe haven't progressed as much as we have in other areas of the pitch as we have at fullback, but then you also, you are starting to look at it now and you think it's actually an exciting opportunity because Eccles has started to, um, you know, look really like a solid championship player and now Burroughs is obviously coming against what should still be one of the, the top teams in the division and looked more than at home against some really high quality players and you're thinking if they you know continue to get those opportunities um and the performers they they obviously have done over the last few weeks then they're obviously going to push themselves into that next level of um you know young players coming through at the club because you do kind of think recently maybe they're we, we've obviously had those players that we've been hopeful of, like they are probably Eccles and Burroughs and, and a few others that we would have put in that position. But we probably would have had to have been realistic to say we haven't had the opportunity to see them enough to say that they're definitely going to get to that level where they are going to push through yeah. and be those next 
uh, that next crop of young players who are going to, you know, perform well for us for a few seasons and then probably going to go for, a, you know, hopefully a decent transfer fee. So the opportunity is there and it obviously clearly appears to be there for them to, to obviously push themselves into that position. Yeah, no, exactly. I suppose it's quite good. Robbins has got a bit to pick from now. You know, you've mm. got those sort of flyer wing backs, which is probably more like a Dabo, maybe even a Kane. Yeah. Um, but then you've kind of got Burrows, which feels like a much more defensive option. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he can't go forward, but he definitely felt very solid. Whereas I think there's probably been question marks over um, Dabo defensively in in, in recent weeks, you know, before he, he got that injury. So it does feel like we've got a bit more of a rounded and maybe that maybe that was what it was, you know, maybe Robbins mm. felt that it was going to be, you know, box peppered from for, for 90 minutes from a team that were always going to obviously have a lot of the ball uh, or mm. expect to have a lot of the ball. And, and maybe he just wanted to have something that was a bit more solid defensively, you know, regardless. I think you're right. Bid, Bidwell was a, quite a traditional sort of um wing back or a left back if if you like as well so something's probably gone there but but I agree you know it's an exciting time to 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 have you know some some great young players coming through um we've always known that the academy has has you know had um a great reputation it's always yeah. brought through a really good batch of of um players hasn't it and and it seems that hopefully we've got a few more coming it would be interesting to see Howley if if we get a chance to see him in maybe some of the the cup yeah. games um maybe if we you know the FA Cup if we get some maybe easier opposition it would be yeah. good to see if we can get get some minutes on the pitch for for some of the players like that yeah. um yeah back back to the Watford game then and um you know great opening from us we, we seem to really start it really brightly um i thought we looked really up for it i think we looked well drilled um and and we could have been one up through yokeres um he, he he sort of put that that ball over the bar um but we looked really confident we looked like we had a game plan yeah i think the first half was uh, another good performance from us maybe not obviously um in the same vein as the blackburn game but it was a very different game in in itself so um you have to expect that to 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 some degree and obviously there's a level of respect for the opposition that we're coming up against and we're we're on the road in this game as well so i thought we um you know watford certainly didn't overpower us didn't look like they were going to run away with the game in that first half i thought we looked relatively solid as you say the likes of burrows and 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 i think you got a, a very good point you know maybe there was that level of confidence from Robbins to be able to say he offers something that maybe is a little bit more relevant to this game um, that, you know, that suits us a bit more. And he had that confidence to say, no, we're, we're going to give him a go. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent enough first half, obviously without being too explosive. Yocrez, as you say, had that opportunity. Um, but again, he showcased what he can do, you know, leading the line, you know, some suggestion was were that it was a a four three three, and it absolutely you know for us it, it's Gokarez leading the line, and, and we know that yeah. in those situations. Yeah. And um, but again, he he shows why you can, you know, you've got that option to be able to go to Watford and and just go with the one striker, but still pose a threat with with him. And a couple of times he picked the ball up wide, drifted. He just, just seems to naturally be able to drift into the middle of the pitch from a, a wide position without being challenged and kind of get himself into a threatening area and, you know, showed his quality to turn a couple of players and get a shot away. And it's just all these things around, um, 
the actual end product of scoring a goal, which obviously he still does for us solidly as well. Um, just show what what a good player he was, and you know he he looks a threat in this game as well. Yeah, exactly. It took till the fifty-first minute um, for the Sky Blues to take probably what wasn't a shock lead. I think we mm. we'd had chances uh, and we'd had enough of the game, but um, a su- superb counter attack, attacking yeah. move. Um, you know, first with with Palmer moving the ball on out wide, first time cross from from Allen uh, that we said you know he's been getting into some great spaces, and and the big Swede was there to to finish it <laughs> off in front of the in front of the Sky Blue fans. Yeah, well, it was, it was quite surprising actually how easy the the move looked in, yeah. um, you know, through the lines. To be honest with you, and um, probably testament to you know to the players more than more than anything else. It was nicely played into Palmer. He's obviously shown his quality in, in recent weeks. I know a lot of fans are, are quite shocked by the fact that Bristol City seemed so happy to to let him go, and I don't think there was ever any you know, lack of belief in his quality as a player. I just um he probably probably got to give the credit to um to Robbins here because, you know, he's probably one of those players that certain managers maybe don't have the patience for if he's not yeah. producing you could say the you same know, for Yokerez, couldn't you? You know, he yeah, exactly. wasn't given the chance at, at Swansea, wasn't it? Yeah. Um I can't remember where was where was he? He was in loan from Brighton. Swansea and he, uh, Brighton, sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't really get on it. Swansea was never going to get on at, at Brighton, but yeah. found a manager that has instilled confidence. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why, uh, you know, I was not concerned, but definitely mm. had reservations about Palmer, whether he was going to be yeah. the, the man for the job. Um, heard he had good feet, you know, mm. but just, I don't know, just really felt like it was one of those players that had practiced. Just, just never took off really. That, yeah. That was the thing, you know, you one know. of those players that we sort of almost settled for in the window. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like we had to get bodies through the door. Exactly. Um, and, you know, probably stupidly, naively, um, you know, questioning, questioning Mark Roberts <laughs> again, that, that, you know, that he's just getting bodies to make up the numbers. And, and that's absolutely never the case don't get wrong there's been there's been some stinkers but <laughs> gem, generally you know he, he usually gets a lot of these things right and, and yeah. clearly they've seen something and the you know the recruitment team have seen something and it seems like that's starting to to come out now yeah absolutely i think you at the end of the day realistically you know how excited are we going to be off the back of the season where we finished 12th to be signing a player from a team that finished below us in the table who couldn't really seem to get a run of games for them. So I think it's a fair point. I think it's fair to have those reservations of him as a signing because of the fact as well, we didn't really sign that many players overall and certainly outside of defence, it was pretty much him. So you're kind of always looking at who's going to be the, you know, the people to come through and um, maybe help out score some goals and create those opportunities. And when that one player who comes in is, as I say, somebody who's come from a, a team below us in the table who wasn't even really playing for them, you you, you are going to have those questions. It, it's just natural. But I don't think there's ever been that question mark over the fact that he's got the ability of just maybe then you're thinking, well, why can't he get a run at Bristol City? And I think that probably more than anything highlights the difference between a Nigel Pearson, who's maybe not the most patient manager, maybe hasn't got it in him to... Yeah get the most out of players and, and Mark Robbins who as you say we've got the examples with the likes of Jokerez and other people in the past who is the complete opposite and, and can certainly get the most out of a player and, um, and we're, we're seeing that from him now in in certainly con- consistent passages of play you know it's not just one game he, he's done that over the last few 
weeks where he's had opportunities to play. Really nice ball. You just stay out to Allen. I think, again, the key here, complete opposite to Eccles, is the fact that he plays it first time um, because Kyokarez has got the opportunity to get a march yeah. and, and steal, steal an opportunity in behind their defence. Um, whereas if he takes a touch, they're probably going to get back into a bit more of a bit more of a line and a bit more shape and he's certainly not going to be able to get the ball across the defence like that but then what you have to say is it's fantastic quality from Alan to you know when you are taking a ball on like that first time you lose an element of control on the ball you're kind of reacting to how the ball comes to you so to be able to pick his Kriokarez's run out so perfectly is really impressive and it's actually you know it's it's six yards out there's there's you know there's nobody in between him and the goal other than the keeper it's one you're looking at and you're thinking he should score but there's still a bit of work to do if you got Kerez. it comes at him sort of you know up, bouncing and, yeah, and he yeah. kind of shows his technique again to it looks a bit messy obviously when it goes in but his technique to get his foot over the ball and kind of like just guide it into the far corner um it's still a decent finish and one that while you're thinking you don't want to you don't expect to see a striker miss from six yards out you know i think we saw not too long after that an example of of where that can go yeah, wrong so yeah um, so you know it, it again showcases his quality and and it is goes we say you know he's brought himself into a position now where he doesn't need to be scoring every week for us to see the quality that he brings but as a strike you also you know you please when he when he gets on the, the score sheet and gets those goals because i'm sure for him it's um you know, something he wants to make sure he's he's matching, if not improving on last season. So, uh, yeah, really, really nice goal all around. Yeah, and Watford had the ball in the net um, on the mm. day. It felt like it was disallowed for offside. Didn't really mm. know, wasn't sure. But looking back now at the replays, um, it's clearly that it was for a foul um, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a pullback on McFadstein. Um We give officials and, and referees and, and linesmen both on the day at the ground probably <laughs> a bit of stick um yeah. and definitely on this pod as well i think we've we've questioned the uh, quality of, of refs but it's great to see that the linesman spotted something like that that okay looking back at the replay it was really obvious because his shirt was being pulled would, would look about a meter um <laughs> but it, it could have easily been missed as well couldn't it uh, and also yeah. could have been against one of those those teams that uh yeah I don't know you know at home and could have gone their way so it was it yeah. was good to see the the sort of I don't know solidness of the referee doing doing a good job I guess to to, to disallow it yeah it's, a, it's one of those situations you know everything is really easy to see when you've got god knows how many angles on a replay yeah. and it's slowed down to god knows what um tenth one hundredth of a second or whatever of, of what happens in natural play but the ball isn't where the foul takes place it's obviously out wide so it shows you um in those occasions you know if officials they obviously take a lot of stick and, and a lot of the time rightly you know there's a lot of situations where you say you, you you can see it there in the game and you you kind of worry how they miss it but there are also those those moments where they do get things right and nobody else, you know, no, no, no fans or anybody else is watching the middle of the pitch um, to see what happens there. And I think everybody had to look back after the game to kind of 
to see what had happened. People were talking about, was he offside somehow or, or whatever happened? And nobody really saw it until after the game. So you're completely right to say it's one of those situations that could quite easily be missed. And um, and you're looking back after the game saying, oh God, it clearly is a foul. But it's probably one of those after the game again, where we talk, how do you, if it had been allowed, how, how the refs and the officials not seen it and this, that and the other where none of us have, have probably seen it during the game as well. So um yeah, it, uh, while it is clear and obvious when you're watching it back afterwards, when you know where to look and it's slowed down and you've seen it from all these angles, um, it, it is good officiating that they've they've picked that out during the game. Certainly with the with the ball at that point not being um, where where the foul takes place, and um, it's the right decision, but it's an important one as well because if we go behind in the game, it, it completely changes what we need to what need we need to do from the game rather than you know setting ourselves up to to be difficult to score against and then hoping to catch them on the break we have to obviously go out and, and try and find a goal there so it's important that they they obviously did did get that moment right so two fantastic wins against two teams that we will expect to be there or thereabouts um mm-hmm. come come what may um but yeah um man of match in this game Matt uh, yeah, again, a few contenders. I, I, you know, I'd mention Wilson because he, almost more than anything else, it just feels like he deserves um, to get a bit more of a nod for the fact that he's kept five clean sheets. And you know, he has had moments where he's had to pull out some saves. He's he's pulled out a really good save at the end of the game. There, um, again, this is where I think we know Wilson comes into his own with with regards to you know his reactions um, for, and shot stopping. So. Keen to give him a mention, but I would give it to Giocarez again, leading the, leading the line so well, causing issues in a game where we wanted to still cause a, the opposition a, a threat whilst only having one striker in and obviously taking his goal well. So um, I would just give it to Giocarez in this one. Absolutely. Um, I think I agree with you, Giocarez, you know, they're the mm. line, everything that was great about us, our hold-up play. But but again, you could have you could have picked any any one of the eleven to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think someone that's probably gone under the radar but had a really good game was Rose. He was really solid yesterday. Um, just you know, seemed to mop up everything, put his head in the way, um, took command at times when he had to, and he's not always done that. I think he's yeah. always been a little bit shaky and and yesterday he, he certainly looked you know with two young lads either side of him it sounds yeah. odd to say but with two young lads either side of him he looked the man if that makes yeah, sense very good point. um yeah and he took he took it upon himself to put his head on everything and, and was great McFadden, you know um probably gets a nod just for the fact that he went on a 45 yard mazy run and just <laughs> kept going and going and going <laughs> when he was running down the clock um you know and we don't have to talk about burrows what a debut or full yeah. debut um from him um jamie allen w- was was incredible i mean they all were yeah. o'hare you know came on he gives us that he can carry the ball 30 40 yards and yeah. we've not had that without him i think we've had hamer where Absolutely. he can spray it we've had allen's energy where he'll close and put pressure on but we've not always in the final third had that player that can just keep the ball run at people and make them make decisions to then open up opportunities for for the likes of Allen and and Jokerez. um so yeah the, so many contenders um but I think I'd agree with you um Vic one for the goal and, and two was just yeah he, he just never stopped running um and, and another really fantastic well-rounded display you're listening to Sky Blues Extra 
Okay, well, next up, we've got Wigan on Tuesday. Um, they're obviously feeling sorry for themselves, Matt, at the sort of bottom of the league. Um, and we've leapfrogged them, obviously, recently in, in, in recent weeks. Um, I'm going to ask you just to run through a little bit about Wigan um, to give the listeners at home, you know, a bit of an idea of what we could be up against on, on Tuesday and, and perhaps why. Uh, you can't see anything other than a, a Sky Boots win. <laughs> a little bit of pressure, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting start for them, actually. Um, obviously, another newly promoted team for us to, to face. It's now all three that we would have faced in the last five games. Um, and it hasn't obviously gone to plan for us in the previous two. So something that we need to, to obviously keep in mind. But we can, as you say, currently sitting in 23rd spot. 23rd spot in the in the table um actually having started relatively well um they've they've obviously turned a bit of a a negative corner over the last few weeks having won um one in their last seven i think was before the swansea game this weekend it was around five defeats in a row so they obviously um you know turned a bit of a, a negative corner from their perspective it's just one point in the last 18 games in total um was a disappointment as well for them at the weekend, even though Swansea away probably feels like a, a good point, but they, that's from a, a position of being 2-0 up early on in the game. So again, they've managed wow. to turn what, what yeah. probably would have been considered a, a positive point into quite a, a negative season. But we do have to respect the the form that they've had on the road, which which is where they've actually picked up a majority of their points, 14 of the, the 20 points they've got this season have come on the road. So they do look at different prospects um, away from home than they do at the, the DW Stadium. They've picked up decent points at the likes of um, Norwich and they've also won at, you know, sides that um, they've done all right this season, the likes of Birmingham and, and obviously Luton who are quite highly rated now at championship level. So certainly need to to respect them from that perspective. They do have some threats in their team, a few familiar names just in general, the likes of um, Max Power, Charlie Wyke, who's obviously... Um, you know, scored goals in his career previously. James McLean, yeah. who seems to, you know, never, uh, never go away. I don't, I don't know how old he is now. He must be pushing into his forties, but still seems to be able to to get himself a game at Championship level. And and their big threat, really, probably at the moment, has been Will Keane, who's uh, who's got seven goals to his name as well. So they do pose a threat, but I think. Obviously, given the run that run of form that they're on, and given the run of form we're on, certainly one of those games that we can we can go into um, confidently. Yeah, I'm just looking at the official Twitter page, and they've put up up next Latics official at home, um, and the poster boys, the Jack Burrows and uh, Panza. So I'm not sure if that's <laughs> any um, any show to who might start uh, um on tuesday i wouldn't have thought i wouldn't have thought the the people on that look after the twitter account probably know mark robbins thoughts uh, too much influence but, there just yeah. yeah um but you know you'd have to say that on the back of their performances they they deserve to to perhaps yeah. be in a fairly unchanged um side uh, against yeah. wigan so what way do you see this going then matt give us a score prediction yeah i mean i, I do think it'll be close they have got threats um you know, they probably are going to go back to that more aerial style of play. So, um, you know, probably feels like that will, will will suit us. But then we have struggled against teams in recent weeks more so when they've when they've gone to that style of play. So I think it will be a close game. But um, 
an important game for us as well, but you know, not too long before the World Cup. Now, these last two games before we have that break, I think it's really important if we can at least pick up, you know, three points over the next two games would be massive for us. We'll probably consolidate where we are in the league, which would be would be massive um going into World Cup break, considering where we were a few weeks ago. And I think we will get over the line in a in a two one victory. 2-1. I think yeah. someone could get whacked soon. I don't know. It okay. just seemed to be creating chances. Um, yeah. Maybe not this evening, um, but it, it all feels a bit set it's up coming. for it. You know, we've, we're have we on the back of two really good results and we've had to sort of grind them out. Um, yeah. The squad seems to have to even be even more rounded, if that makes sense, with, with yeah. the likes of O'Hare coming back and, you know, um, Gus, you know, came off a, a, a after sort of 60, I think, on, on the weekend. I don't know. I think this could be, I, I think it will be a comfortable 2-0, but it, mm-hmm. I think it could be even more personally. Um, let's hope so. Um, because, yeah, they're the games like you say, Matt, that we, we really need to win. Yeah. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Yeah, as Matt alluded to, QPR will be then our final game before the World Cup break. It's expected to be a massive crowd. QPR um, bringing their, you know, uh, huge uh, following. As, it's as a big seem, day out, isn't it? Yeah, Seems to be. as they seem to do uh, every year, um, oddly, um, which is awful because I have to get the train <laughs> up from London and just be surrounded by them. Yeah, both there and back. So I think we'll try and come come early and get into the tavern early doors so that we haven't got to be on the train up, up with them and try and get the one back that before the police managed to get most of them. That will be what I'm aiming for this this Saturday, I think. Good luck with that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's one of those games. It, it's not come gone too well for us in, in recent seasons, didn't go too well for us last season. And they obviously come into the into the game after a, a relatively good start. Well, a, a, what you'd probably consider a really good start to the season. But again, yeah. not the best recent form for them. They've lost two and, and drawn one in their last three games. So from being in a situation where they um you know largely seemingly sat in the top two for, for most of the season so far, yeah. they have dropped down to fifth. Um, but still, you know, that's that's probably where or whereabouts they would have wanted to have been at the start of the season. Obviously, a few rumours around their manager as well, Michael Beale. There was talk about yeah, uh, interest from Wolves. Um, where, Whether that's know, unsettled a bit. Um, yeah, potentially. It, it seems to be since that. Well, I think mm. they weren't. They have won since, actually. Um, but I've got a feeling they've they've definitely dropped in form since that. Sort no, of, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, it has been largely over the last three or four games. So um, I think they won the first game after pretty much he turned Wolves down. But um, but after that, yeah, as I say, they've gone three games without a win in their last in their last three. So potentially it has had a little effect on on the squad. Whereas you thought probably it would have had the reverse because he's you know so adamantly said he's he's not interested in a move to a Premier League side and he's happy with what's going on with QPR but I don't know you, some ways that can affect things differently and maybe put a little bit of pressure on so hasn't worked out too well for them over the over the last three few games but they still obviously have that quality running through their side the likes of Rob Dickey is is obviously a talented defender and he's a goal scoring defender as well yeah um midfield they've got Sam Field who's obviously a player we were keen on 
um, in transfer windows gone by and who looks like a solid midfielder and has kind of established himself as a as a regular starter for them in that central midfield. And then across the front, they've they've got real quality, probably one of the best front threes in the division when you look at Cher, Dykes and um, Willock. So really going to be a threat up front. Willock's only just come back in, hasn't he, to the fold? He's yes. already been injured. And, and possibly there's a chart, possibility that could have affected um, some of the recent performances. I think he looks like he's probably getting up to speed now. Yeah, he got he got a goal uh, this weekend, I think, and he's leading the way for them with with six in total. So mm. he's he's a talented player, but then, you, you know, we know Chair is, is obviously a highly touted player as well, and Dykes is somebody who's always going to get your goals. So where, whereas he is a talented player, the, you know, it's difficult to see where the weakness is across that front three. So that that is a concern because... Um, there aren't too many occasions this season where we've come up against front front threes of this nature. Like I think that. you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. We've we've probably come up against even better strikers, but you know, line lone strikers or lone maybe strikers, a front, yeah. front Your Diaz and, yeah, exactly, yeah. So it, it's a little bit of a different proposition, and I don't think we've come up in a situation against um, a front three with with that level of talent. You know, Blackpool almost probably played a front three against us um and it obviously ended up causing us problems and, and yeah. that certainly isn't not taking anything away three. from from the you know the defensive performances that we've had on show yeah i always do worry about us with with teams that like to play in behind though yeah. I, you know we've seen a few times um i think we saw blackburn didn't we where um, Britain had a chance that he mm. hit the side netting, but that was sort of clipped, wasn't it? Just over the top, and for some reason, two defenders could couldn't deal with that. <laughs> and I, I do always worry a bit, a little bit about us sort of that in behind. And they're clearly mm. going to be, you know, I, I watched. Um, would it have been Norwich QPR perhaps the other night? Um, yeah, and. They sort of cross over, you know. Willock will carry the ball, and um, Chair will sort of make runs in behind. I don't know. Yeah, they're very dangerous. It's I, hard I to know. I get it. it's a very good point. It's hard to know exactly where the threat is going to come from at times. I think with a lot of these other sides that we play, you kind of really establish where the the threat might come from, yeah. um, and a certain style of play that you're going to get. Whereas I think with with QPR, it's a little bit more varied, as you say. You could have the ball carried. Um, you know, really deep from from either flank, but they can go a bit more direct, and and Dietz can provide that kind of more of a direct threat as well. And um, you know, kind of they can switch it around. They can have people coming in from different sides of the pitch and everything else. So that is a concern. I think it's it's a little bit of a different prospect to to what we've maybe faced so far this season, unfortunately. Um, but we know that this defense is is massively improved over over recent weeks as well. Could you see Robbins trying to find sort of fine tune his defence for that that sort of threat? Do you think he would change it from the wing backs and the back three, or you know, I, I would I'd be shocked if he did, to mm. be honest. But um, you, you know, you're clearly going to have to. You can't almost. Well, I suppose maybe you are going to want to go man for man um, on that. It's very, it's very difficult to know what he might do, but. It does. It does concern me about them getting in behind. I must admit. Yeah, it's one of them. I kind of I've had that question in my mind at points this season whether certain teams that we've played against might 
you know, dictate a slight change in formation. And, and he's obviously been very steadfast to the, to the formation that he um, has obviously pretty much had in place since he came back to the club five years ago. So I think formation wise, I don't see too much in the way of a change. And, and obviously we talked about the threat that Watford carried. It was a little bit different. They did have a, a lone striker. So it was maybe coming from a little bit further back on the pitch and this might be a little bit more pushed up. So it might lead to... They the play fact wingers of, a little bit, don't they, as well? Exactly. Yeah, um, so it, it, it might maybe lead Maybe that's to, why he had that sort of, you know, almost energy, you know, energetic wing backs. And, and maybe that's what he thought. Maybe he was going to always intend, because, you know, Bidwell did come on and so did Kane, right? So maybe he always yeah. intended to get 45, 50, 60 out of the first two and then and then mm. make make the changes because he knew it was going to be a bit of a torrid time for them wing, wing backs. Look, you know, looking back, it all seems to be a part of a grand master plan, doesn't it, Watford? <laughs> um, and let's hope Robbins can do the same against um, QPR because, like you say, that that front three, it sounds like we're really blowing smoke up their backsides now, but they're, cl- they're clearly hold talent, don't they? Yeah, no, we, it, it, it's born out of kind of obviously what they've done so far this season. We have to respect the fact that they have been up there or thereabouts, um, you know, so far this campaign, obviously not coming in on the back of a, um, a great result of the weekend, but um, but yeah, we, we we have to respect what they've what they've done this season, and 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 to be fair, over over a few seasons as well. You know, Lyndon Dykes has has regularly scored goals for a few seasons now, and and Chair has been a quality player for a few seasons as well. And Willick still a young player, but he's regularly got goals and and caused a threat. So um, so so yeah, it, 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 it's. You know, it is deserved. It is on the back of what they've what they've obviously shown they can they can do this season in previous seasons as well. So, score prediction, Matt. How how do you see this one going? I'm going to go for a, a two two draw. Um, I, I I see them scoring goals, as I say, but I can see us, you know, matching up and causing a threat. I think obviously, you know, that they do go all out with those three. Uh, three up front and wingers and and they will push forward so I think that is going to give us opportunities in behind them as well and there's obviously always that threat for them so I can see us scoring goals it's a, a big part of this is going to be how clinical we are and and obviously Gokarez is fantastic at leading the line and and, and he can score goals obviously um, I think he's going to have a good number of opportunities in this game and it's about him being clinical and and obviously other people coming in and, and taking opportunities as well. So I think it'll be an entertaining game with the way they they set up. Um, last game, obviously, before the World Cup break as well. If we can go into it with having won the game against Wigan, I think it, you know, we're still obviously going to push to to get three points against QPR, but it's going to change the dynamic a bit because three points against Wigan is kind of going to secure, I would imagine, as staying around that 14th, 15th position in the table, which again, going into the World Cup break, if you'd have said that two months ago, you'd have, you know, you'd, you'd have absolutely taken it um, every day of the week. So if we can secure the win against Wigan, it maybe freezes up a little bit more to um, to take a few risks and, and see what we can do. But I expect an entertaining game and I'm, yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Right. I think I'm going to agree with you, actually. I was going to say a draw and it just seems like there's going to be more goals in it than one all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we'd take, if we get a win against Wigan, it'd be nice to go in with maximum points into the World Cup break, but we'd be looking in a solid position if we could take four points from from ne- the next two. Um, yeah. So, so definitely. Um, that brings us to the end of this week's episode, Matt. Um, thanks ever so much for joining me tonight. Thank you. 
I've got to say, um, listeners at home obviously can't see it, but it's <laughs> I can see you on camera, um, and it's nice to see that you're repping your uh, Sky Blues Extra Keep Houching uh, T-shirt tonight, which is uh, is looking marvellous. Um, Got to go back for my era. I know I'm obviously probably well, I am the <laughs> older older statesman on the team, so uh, that's why I managed to to nab that Houching one because I think I'm probably the only only one who, who will remember his time uh, to some level. I'm not going to say I was you know, mid thirties when he was around, but yeah, I remember him to some extent. Yeah. Great. And yeah, no, it's worth mentioning that um, obviously listeners can log on to the Sky Blues Extra store um, and pick up a Christmas gift um, for the 87 Heroes t-shirts that we have on there. Um, Keith Houchin, Gin, um, Benno uh, and, and others. So yeah, do check them out. A, a great Christmas gift. Um, and also, you know, worth mentioning to listeners that, don't forget the Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery is open and plays host to the best pre and post match entertainment with two now home games coming up. Um, perfect place to go and get some food and drink before the game. And there's also the option of the shuttle bus that will take you from the Sky Blues Tavern to Dylan's in time for kickoff. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. And, and like I say, if there's anything you want to discuss that we've talked about in this week or any week's episodes, then all you need to do is get in touch on the social media channels using the hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.